What's up, everybody? Stoked to have you here. Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. We have a dope guest for you today. Real quick, a couple things. First, big shout out to Strange Donuts. If you're in the St. Louis area, go check them out. They have the fucking best donuts. So good. There's four locations. Uh, they're in Kirkwood, Creevecore, Maplewood, and then just across the river in Edwardsville, Illinois. They're very recently voted one of the best donut shops in the country. So do yourself a favor. Go check them out. Every weekend, there's some sort of different creative creation. You will absolutely love them. Do yourself a favor. Go check out Strange Donuts today. Also, I got to tell you about my company, Imposed Will. We are an athletic wear and apparel brand. Uh, it's all about mindset. Uh, we're taking care of our jujitsu community. We have geese and rash guards, and our free flow shorts are the best athletic shorts on the market. Go check us out, imposedwill.com, and get you some gear today. And uh, hey, that's all I have. Let's get to the conversation again. I'm, I'm sitting down with EJ Arroyo. EJ is an ultra runner. He's a musician. He's just a really cool dude. Um, he was recommended to me by my friend uh, Joe Marquez, a mutual friend who we've had on a podcast before. So if you haven't checked out Joe's episode, go back and check that one out. Um, without any further rambling from me, let's gain some perspective with EJ. Jay, let's do the fucking thing. Right on. How are you, brother? Doing great. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Awesome. Appreciate you sitting there while I got everything <laughs> all set up. Trying to, uh, trying to move as fast as I can. It's good. It's nice to watch the process. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I can see your eyes. You're like, what is this? <laughs> and then like it just the room just transforms. Yeah, absolutely. Have you done podcasting before? No. No? First one? Love it. You popped my popped your cherry. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude alright let's do this alright so I think we already talked a little bit off air but you know for the folks listening you know we had had the homie Joe Joe Marquez hook us up mm-hmm. had Joe on the podcast prior he's like the the yoga jujitsu guru these days yeah and uh, you're 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 like a, a badass ultra runner uh, you play music you're an artist yeah <laughs> I'm sure there's more we can tap into dude but Absolutely. Uh, I'm excited to have you here man thank you very much so yeah. what got you into running crazy long distances were you like an athlete growing up or anything um I've always been athletic okay. but I never played sports growing up mostly because my parents didn't want to pay for it oh really <laughs> so like the closest thing was just like playing with the kids on the street okay you know playing hockey soccer baseball that kind of stuff but um as far as running goes uh, I was going to the gym a lot um I used to be pretty pretty like pretty jacked um five seven I was like almost 180 pounds just like muscle you were jacked I was jacked and uh but I wasn't happy so I was just going to the gym after work I'd get off work at 10 at night and then i just go to powerhouse gym and just grind it out so were you doing more powerlifting at that time or was it kind of bodybuilder based workouts um it's like powerlifting okay yeah actually joe would go with me um a few times and he spotted me on the on my last like big bench and i i can't remember how much it was it was like the bar and two uh i had four plates on there and then two tens on each side. I don't even know how much that is, but I did it like twice. Like four plates, total like two plates on each side? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So two plates on each side is 225, and then you had 
two tens of additional, additional, that. So, additional yeah. So that's forty dish. So so you had two hundred sixty five pounds. There. <laughs> dude, that's a lot of weight. Yeah, I was pushing weight, man. I was yeah, pushing dude. weight. I was a stronger on top than the in the bottom. But yeah, I got skipping into skipping leg day, huh? Yeah, <laughs> skipping the legs. I, well, I didn't technically I didn't skip them. I just didn't. I just wasn't as strong there. Mm. Um, but that's changed a lot <laughs> over the past, uh, I guess, eight years when I started started running. Okay, but so yeah. this running journey, I mean, it's been a while now, but it's, it's, not, a while. it's not where you started. It's not where I started. Yeah, it was basically just to to get outside because I was always inside, you know. I wasn't happy. I wasn't getting any, like, nourishment from, from nature, mm-hmm. and I felt there was something missing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I went to uh, I went to Forest Park, and I told myself, I'm going to run this, this whole park one day. It's a six-mile loop, and so I tried and flopped. Just totally flopped, and so I was like, I need to change something in my life, and that's where that's where it started. How far do you think you ran that first time? I think I did. I think I probably did two or three miles. You got two or three miles in before you quit. But it was also just like a lot of walking. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. It wasn't straight. Okay. Yeah, wasn't so there's straight. some walking in there. Definitely. And then after three miles, it was just. It like, was like a, yo toast. I'm done. I'm done. But I'm gonna get better at this. It's like because I loved it. I felt. I felt insane. Like, I felt an endorphin rush I never felt before. Mm. Yeah. So, growing up, you never never really played sports outside of, like, just in the neighborhood with the friends. Yeah, just that not, was it. Not really an athlete yeah, in nothing, that regard. Yeah, in that regard, no. Yeah. But, yeah, I was uh, gym class. I was always weight training. Um, I did taekwondo in high school. Okay. Um, so, I had a background in that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you had some athletics going, and mm-hmm. then but weightlifting was kind of that thing. It was that thing, that yeah. You, that you gravitate. I think yeah. a lot of young dudes definitely gravitate towards mm-hmm. weightlifting, especially early on, right? Because that's yeah. the thing that will uh, mold your body like mm-hmm. nothing else really will. Yeah, like, it feels good to get strong. <laughs> feels good, and uh, you know, like just being um, a pretty quiet kid and small. Mm-hmm. Like that was my way to just like show that I'm that I'm tough. Okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, like getting picked on and stuff. So I was like, you know what? Um, I was looking up to Bruce Lee a lot. You know, and I was like, Man, I'm gonna get strong. Yeah. I wanna I wanna prove myself that I'm not one to be fucked with. Dude, Bruce Lee's the man, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And like a lot of regards, um, just mindset, mm-hmm. just kind of shows like what is the the capability of of a human when they put their mind to something and they put in the work mm-hmm. it's pretty it's pretty spectacular what you can do yeah absolutely yeah dude yeah a lot of people fucking find uh, inspiration in Bruce Lee I think yeah like you said um, even his philosophy yeah and just like, not having a limit yeah. on yourself to keep going even when you think you need to stop just keep going you never know what can happen after that right now were you a fan a fan of the movies or just of him Oh, yeah, a fan of the movies, too. Okay. Man, I had Enter the Dragon on all the time. Dude. So I'd have it on. I'm doing, like, sit-ups yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He's all pumped up. Dude, it's a, yeah. good, it's a good film, man. It was a great film. There was a time where um, I worked as a third shift security guard. Oh, yeah. And nice. I watched a lot of movies during that period of my mm-hmm. life. I read a lot, and I watched a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And I think I went through every Bruce Lee movie that I could find at the time. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> dude, it's it's pretty cool to, like, yeah. see some of the stuff that he was doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was an early adapter of MMA. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, he was doing, yeah. you know, he was he was mixing styles and, you know, the style mm-hmm. of style before, long before a lot of people did. Absolutely. Yeah. And even, like, the gloves. Yeah, the, the gloves, dude. The gloves. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it Enter the Dragon he had MMA gloves on? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's good inspiration, though. So mm-hmm. that kind of got you into just wanting to do more 
started getting you into into weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Started, you know, trying to help you with your confidence. I imagine. Yeah. Just yeah. building from there. And just then building from there. You're just feeling empty though. Why do you think you're feeling so empty? Yeah, just being inside all the time. Yeah, so I, like I work in the dark as a massage therapist. So I'm always in the dark, and then I get off work. I go to the gym. I'm inside. So I really just felt. I just didn't feel connected to nature, and I knew what was missing once I got out there. And I was like, and I heard the, heard the birds. I felt the trees. I felt the wind. And I was like, dude, this is it. This is, this is what I'm missing. Mm-hmm. And that led me into like trail running more. And that's where like the whole ultra thing like really started to, to develop. Mm. Trail running. I love trail running. Yeah. It's way better than running on the pavement. I think it's better Absolutely. for your joints. It is. It is. It's better for, I think it's, um, it is way better for your joints because you get, you're getting multiple m- movements of all, pretty much all of your body parts. You're using it in all angles right. as opposed to just going forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you get to utilize, like, pretty much your whole body. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. more stabilization. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ground isn't even by any stretch. Right. But since it's also not on concrete, it's not, like, as hard of pounding. Right, Like, yeah. on your knees and whatnot. Right. So, yeah, it's tra- and then obviously you're just in nature. Yeah. <laughs> That's always a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when I trail run, I don't listen to music or anything. It's just just me and what's going on around me. Just you and you and the nature, you and the trail. But when you're on the road, I got to listen to something <laughs> a lot of times just because it gets so monotonous. But yeah. that's okay, too, sometimes, you know, just yeah. to put in the work. You know, I mean, when you yeah, when you're on the trail and there's not as much distraction, mm-hmm. I mean, those thoughts can can kind of be overpowering sometimes when yeah. it's just you and your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Did you start running without music because of Goggins? Or no, you did that no. on your own? Yeah, that was just on my own. You're just a savage on your own, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was important to uh, just listen to my breathing and just focus on, like, what's going on yeah. within myself. Um, yeah. I think that's just really important, and it becomes meditative a lot of times. Yeah. Especially in the later miles of a race or even on a on a long run. That can range from, you know, 15 to 20 miles. You could be out on the trail for, like, four hours sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah, and that's just there. a training run, you know. It's not even a race. Um but yeah, the, I mean, the longest race I did was a hundred miler in 2020, and I was I was in my own head for 31 hours. <laughs> That's a long time. It's a long time. How did you train for that? Like, what 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 training looked like? Oh, uh, so that was during the pandemic. So I had a lot of time. So I was pretty much just running almost every day. Really? Yeah. If I wasn't outside, I was on the treadmill. It's like once a day. Uh, I wasn't doing double runs. I wasn't running like twice a day or anything, but I I just had time to enjoy uh, my time on feet. And so I would just make these routes from my house to like all over the neighborhood to just, just explore. Did you, did you like set your training up? So that way it's like one day is a shorter day. One day is a longer day. Or like, how did you structure? Cause I, cause I think of it in the sense of, from like from like a fighting background, mm-hmm. it's like all right, we have like a camp. We have usually like an eight to twelve week camp. It's yeah. like all right, so how am I gonna kind of plan my practices and training mm-hmm. and everything that I need to do around this? You know, eight to twelve weeks. Like yeah. how, how did you do that? Yeah, very similar. So, like for example, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday would be easier runs between like 
six and eight miles. Yeah. And then uh, Thursday would be a uh, like a like a fast day, like a workout day. So you would generally run a shorter amount of time, but you would be working harder. Mm. Yeah. And then Friday generally would be like a shorter run. Uh, let's say like three to five miles. And then Saturday would be like your long run to really help build that aerobic base. And that could range from, in my training, it was usually between like eight and 20 miles. Okay. I hardly ever went over 20 miles um, because the, uh, like after you go, I think it's like after three and a half hours, you, your, your muscles start to break down too much. And so you're not really getting any, um, any of the benefits from that. So yeah. it's best to just kind of start hitting those, there. those diminishing returns. Diminishing that returns. That's right. Yeah. 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 So that's how I would set it up. And then Sunday I would rest. Okay. Yeah. So basically like one long run a week. Yeah. One long run a week and then one hard run a week Okay. in the middle of the week, usually Wednesday or Thursday. And that hard run you said you're trying to just like a higher pace, almost, almost like a sprint, like it's more like a exactly. sprinting run. Yeah. More like a sprinting run or you call it like a tempo run. Okay. So you would do, um, you would like warm up for about a mile and a half run, maybe 20 to 25 minutes, like not as hard as you can, but pretty close to like threshold. And then you just cool down and that'd be your, that'd be your day. Okay. So it's a much shorter training day, just higher intensity. Just higher intensity. Dude. Yeah. But those are like, a lot of people don't want to do those. I'm guilty of that. A lot of times I just like, I'd rather just run long that day. Yeah. But you know, it, it pays off. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Because yeah. that's the thing. I mean, the the fact that you're probably feeling that resistance is probably shows you like you should be doing that thing because mm-hmm. that's where the benefit is, even though it yeah. probably has like the ultimate suck factor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, you have anxiety wanting to or knowing that you have to put in that work the next day and you're like, I really don't want to do that. Yeah. But once you're in it, you're good, you know. Dude, what's going through your mind when you're about to run 100 miles? Oh man, um, well, I've only att- I've attempted it twice and I've succeeded once. Um, hmm. It's a good question. I think it's just uh, the one thing I worry about for sure is like, am I gonna survive? <laughs> it's like I hope I survive this, and uh, because there have been a few few times during that last one I did where. I slipped up and I wasn't paying attention. I almost like fell off the side of a cliff. Oh shit! Yeah, or I heard things in the woods that um, could have been threatening, and I'm by myself. Right. But in prep, in preparation for a hundred, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of foggy, honestly, because I just know that my goal is just to get to eight station to eight station as healthy as possible, which is usually between like five and eight miles. So. My focus is just to stay within myself, know my breathing, and not push hard, and know that um, it is possible to get it done, and things will go wrong, but how do I navigate those problems on the spot? Mm. So, yeah, like all those things are just going through my head. How am I going to feel? What can I do when I know things are going to go wrong? Because they will. Um, Make sure that my nutrition's good. Am I hydrating? Are the people that are around me supporting me or are they not adding to uh, what I'm trying to do? Because sometimes there there can be individuals that uh, support you or they don't. So you just want to have a good system. Right. Yeah. That's important in a lot of different endeavors. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
just I'm 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 a massive just believer in constantly taking audit of the energy that you allow around you mm -hmm. because sometimes people act like they're your friends and really they're just trying to stay close to you to see what you're doing like yeah. that's it like they're not really adding or anything they're, they're that's like, true they'll take away if anything yeah so you gotta audit that the people that you allow around you yeah so in a in ultra running we have what we uh, what we call a crew and so you select people that will help you in your race okay and so it's it really helps to have people that you trust yeah or people that you've worked with before um so i have a i have a a couple of people in my life that i just i just love dearly and um even if they can't run with me just having them there as like as just like guides and support just means the world and like yeah. every time i get to see them when i'm feeling just totally broken it just lifts my spirit and i i can keep going that's so interesting, right? How you can kind of be in a place where you almost feel like your gas tank is empty. Yeah. And then maybe, you, you know, you see a, a certain person or even yeah. hear like a certain song. A certain song. Dude, yeah. and it's like, boom, I'm feeling it now. Yeah. Like you're feeling energized, dude. It's <laughs> yeah. so crazy, man. The human yeah. potential is just, mm -hmm. it blows me away mm -hmm. in so many ways. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Uh, music is a big part of like the road stuff. For example, the, the last race I did was called the Minnehaha a six-hour race at uh, Minnehaha Park in Sunset Hills, Missouri. And, um, yeah, man, I made a playlist on Spotify. It was, like, seven hours long just to, just in case something happened and I didn't want to listen to a particular song, you know. But I made sure to put music in there that was motivating for me. And, uh, yeah, it honestly, like, when the certain song hit, it either, like, brought up a memory or the lyrics were – uh, triggered something in me to like be like yo you can keep going everything's cool just relax you can push you're gonna be fine mm -hmm. yeah is there like a particular thought that's going through your head when you're doing these like for example whenever i run mm -hmm. um i don't i'm always just like just one foot in front of the other just put yeah. one foot in front of the other like just, just uh -huh. like that's it just keep doing just, just keep, keep moving going. these legs yeah yeah do you think like that or is there anything that kind of keeps you going yeah i just think uh i think about my form and I'm like, all right, how are things feeling? So I'll gauge from like my feet up. I'm like, okay. how hard am I hitting the ground? Am I hitting it too hard? What's my cadence like? How's my rhythm? How's my breathing? So if I focus like on my body and what's going on, it allows me to kind of adjust as I'm moving forward to on things I need to change. So it's like, in a sense, like me being a perfectionist kind of helps me in running because I'm just like, what do I need to adjust to keep going forward mm. so i think about that a lot but yeah one foot in in front of the other um as a as a friend of mine always says uh you anything you can do you can do 10 seconds at a time oh that's yeah true. that's good stuff that's yeah good. yeah so he's just like that that's super helpful it's like yeah. oh, i can do i can run for 10 seconds i can walk for 10 seconds i can do that yeah and that'll get you that'll get you there i like that yeah for sure you can I mean you can do damn near anything for 10 seconds yeah <laughs> that's true yeah yeah i mean that makes sense i mean i, I imagine those longer races it helps just to just kind of break it down into smaller manageable mm -hmm. you know kind of sections and just focus on like the now and the present and just yeah. not get too far into your head yeah because your mind can be like your best friend and also your worst enemy all Absolutely. at the same time. All the same time. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's dude. all happening simultaneously. You know, all the good, all the bad. It's all just happening. Mm -hmm. So you kind of just have to be like, where where am I going to pick from? You know, mm -hmm. it's like, am I going to pick from the good? Am I going to pick from the bad? And if I pick from the bad, sometimes that's beneficial. But 
that's it it only lasts for so long right it's like anger it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah if i'm angry right now and like it'll this will help me push but it also will hurt me later yeah <laughs> dude i think of it um as like just that anger like just kind of like tapping into like the darker energy mm-hmm. yeah like that can be powerful but it's definitely more fleeting it's than very fleeting. something that's positive exactly yeah yeah you can only be like fuck those people for so long. i know i know right <laughs> yeah because you're really only hurting yourself yeah when you do that yeah and it but it's also hard to to realize that um in the moment when you're so clouded but yeah man so on race day like what what's prep like i mean like what what goes into whether it's like a six hour race or a hundred mile race or just mm-hmm. even a marathon like what goes into that because you mentioned you know, obviously hydration, uh, food, is there food involved? Like yeah. what, like what all goes into like a successful race? So like, you mean like on race day? Yeah. Like on race day, you okay. know what I'm saying? Like what kind of things are you needing? Cause like you hear things, people, um, for example, they'll go and like they run a marathon, let's say, mm-hmm. and the, like they're not, they've never done it before. And yeah. like maybe their nipples will be chapped. Oh something. yeah. Like, yeah, you, yeah. like shit uh-huh. like that, dude. Like yeah. what are like the tricks and tri- <laughs> like what kind of things do people need to like think about? Uh-huh. Cause I've, I've thought about. It's 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 definitely one of those things I want to do. Two things: one, run a marathon, just because mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's. I don't want to say it's easy, but I feel like it's it's one of the most obtainable things. Absolutely. Like why, yeah. if you want to do it, you can do that. Yes. And then the other thing is like do a, a, an Ironman triathlon. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's like I had I had some friends in high school. I say friends, um, <laughs> in high school who were like I told them I wanted to do that, mm-hmm. and they're like you can't ever do that. <laughs> and then here I am, uh, I'm 34, and it's like you know all these years later, it's still I'm like I'm gonna fucking do that. Yeah. Just because all those assholes said I couldn't. Said you couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but spike can be a powerful tool. It can be. But um, um, either way, there's things that go into, like, having a successful race day that maybe people yeah. don't think about. Like, what are the things that you need to – is there Vaseline you that do. you need? or Yeah. yeah. Like, what, like, what helps? That's a good question. So, um, first and foremost, it's, like, to get all your things ready the night before your race. So, get your gear ready. Get your bibs on your, on your shirt or your shorts or whatever you're doing. Get your nutrition ready. And in the morning, like, for example, what I do – is I'll eat breakfast, I'll drink coffee, do what I got to do. And then I use this stuff called squirrel's nut butter. Okay. <laughs> it's a it's like it's like a salve, um but it's I think it's like coconut oil based. So oh, okay. it uh it tends to just like stay on a lot better than like the body glide stuff that's a little bit too slippery. But man, I just like I, I lube up my feet. <laughs> oh, do you? With it, yeah. And I and then I wear these uh these socks called Injinji socks, and they're like toe socks. Mm. So that um they work for me because they help keep the blisters away. Okay. Um, or, like your toes aren't rubbing together. Yeah, they're not so. rubbing together. Um, so doing that, and um, I have I have thick thighs. <laughs> so yeah, I get it all up in there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean. TMI, but you got to get it like in the other areas too. All your crevices, all right? All the crevices, man. All the crevices, like don't be shy with yourself and just get in there. Yeah. Because trust me, um, they will chafe. <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to be miserable. After. And you're going to be miserable and that shower is going to suck. Oh, yeah. yeah. That water hits you. <laughs> and that water hits you, it's going to be painful. So it's stuff like that. Just like um, getting getting the uh, squirrel's nut butter in all the areas you think are going to chafe. Yeah. Nipples. Put band-aids on if you need to. Yeah, I've seen people do that. Yeah. Yeah. So the all all of that stuff is super important to do. Because when you're when you're actually running, everything's gonna become annoying at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So even like your shoes, 
not fitting right or your shoe coming untied. Like, yeah. just get everything ready. Yeah, because otherwise you probably just focus on, like, the little things. The little things are just going to be super annoying. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, make sure that you tried everything before race day. Like, the, the rule is you never want to try something new on race day. So whatever that is, it, it could be a shirt. It could be a hat. It could be sunglasses, all of that stuff. Every little thing, make sure you've done you've done it before. At le- in my opinion, at least like three or four weeks before. Okay. I think that's enough time. Um, definitely don't try new shoes. Yeah, don't go buy new shoes. Yeah, don't leave. go buy new shoes. Um, I think having like 30 to 40 miles already like locked in those shoes is uh, that's a good number. That's what I've gone by. I've made the mistake of only having like 10 to 20 and paying the price later. Okay. Yeah. St- shoes are just too stiff. Yeah, or like your feet will swell. And you want to make sure you have enough room in the shoe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or them being too stiff in the long run, too. Yeah. Dude, that's a problem that a lot of people have, like, who aren't even runners. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because our feet swell by the end of the day. Yeah. And most people are typically wearing shoes that are too small for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Typically, on a running shoe, you want to go up a half size bigger than your street shoe. Yeah. Too. So, people – I used to work at a running store. I'm like, why do I have to do that? My feet look huge. I was like, trust me. When you're when you're running or later in a race, you're going to be happy you had that extra space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's reasons for that. Absolutely. For sure, dude. Yeah. I'm a big uh, stickler about shoes mm-hmm. because uh, like the modern shoe isn't really designed for our foot. Like it has yeah. too narrow of a toe box for mm-hmm. most people. Which yeah. when people have like bunions and different things, like it's because your shoes are too fucking small. Right. Like <laughs> <laughs> like shoes look cool and they're they're just less functional. So like I yeah. typically do. Um, just more wide toe boxes. I do a lot of like barefoot shoes. Yeah, those are good. Um, so like I, yeah, I'm like a stickler on shoes. I, I totally agree. Yeah, like a lot yeah. of people just aren't aware. Yeah, man. I wear. Um, I mean, I wear a whole lot of different brands, but there's a brand particularly called Ultra. Okay. And they they design the f- the shoe to be the shape of your foot, mm. so you're not getting all those constrictions in the in the toe box. Um, but yeah, those are a great option for people that prefer a wider a wider fitting shoe or a shoe that doesn't um, fight against your foot. Would you just find those at like a specialty shoe store, like a yeah. like a running store? For or sure. Okay. Yeah, you any running store in uh in the area will carry them. Okay. Would you find those at like uh just like a normal sporting goods store probably or no? I'm not sure actually. I'm not really sure. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I haven't been to a no one worries. in a while. <laughs> no worries, dude. So it's race day. Like what mm-hmm. obviously you said like you kinda have a meal prior, but like yeah. what what I mean, do do you do like the gel packs or are you like sipping on something that has some sugar in it or like yeah. what what's that nutrition look like for you on the race day? Yeah, so during the race it's usually a a uh like a carbo like a carbohydrate drink that has sugar mm-hmm. uh sometimes it has other things in there but generally it's uh like two scoops of that in like a 12 ounce bottle so that's about like a hundred about 100 to 150 calories let's say and um for this last race i did i used this stuff called tailwind what's that it's a uh it's like um it's it's a carbohydrate drink or a caloric drink um, it's kind of like if you took Gatorade and you just added more calories to it. Got it. So it's kind of fruity, but it also has a uh, sodium and potassium in it to help prevent cramping. Yeah. So that's super important to do. So yeah, when you're drinking that, um, usually, usually I'll finish one bottle in uh, a couple hours. Okay. Um, and on top of that, if it's really hot, I'll take salt tabs just cause, um, 
like I'll literally be caked in salt mm -hmm. and I need to replenish that because yeah. otherwise all the water I'm drinking, I'm just flushing everything out. So that's really important to drink something that has salt and potassium. Uh, I prefer Tailwind or uh, Goo. Goo, uh, Goo Roctane is a, um, it's, it's a, it's also a Tailwind type calorie drink, carb drink, very, very similar, but that stuff has a little bit more, I think it has different minerals in it, and it has BCAAs yeah. to help prevent okay. um, yeah, muscle damage. So not only do I do that, but I also do gels. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like a lot, right? But well, I mean, you're, you're burning through you're burning so stuff. much, yeah. dude. I mean, anything that you're putting in your body at that on that day, like you're mm -hmm. probably using immediately. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so sipping on the drink and then taking a gel or even like real food, uh, whatever your preference is. So like it could be a handful of M&Ms. It could be Skittles. It could yeah. be Snickers. Something easy to digest. Something easy. Um, but I like gels just because they're fast. So I use this stuff called Huma, and it's uh, it has chia seeds in it. Oh, cool. Um, it's uh, inspired by the, the Tarahumata um, Indians. Uh, yeah, in, um, in Mexico. Okay. Yeah. So they, uh, they would make, like, this mix with chia seeds to help with the running mm. basically and uh, so it's in, it's inspired by that but it comes like in different flavors and all that and that's about 100 calories a pouch oh that's legit yeah so yeah even if i don't want to like i have to force myself to do it yeah yeah just to get that that energy blast just really. to get it yeah because man like once you stop getting enough calories you you will pay for it in the end for yeah, sure. yeah i imagine dude i went on a um one long bike ride. I think we probably rolled, rode uh, over 30 miles that day. Nice. I mean. That sounds fun. It was, I'm not like an avid biker. Like the guy I was riding with, this is his shit. He's a biker. It's That's my cool. Friend. It's my friend. He's a biker. And um, we went on a long ri ride. We rode from, um, he was just living over here by um, uh, Creepcore Lake mm -hmm. Park over there. So he's like, so we basically went from there. And we rode all the way out to Defiance nice, and man. back. It's a good ride. And, dude, <laughs> on the way back, my legs completely just zonked out. Uh -huh. I'm just like, dude, I've never felt this bad ever. And then I think back to, like, you see videos of people, like, trying to get to the finish line of a long yeah, race. Just, and they're yeah. just like, I can't, <laughs> like, their body just yeah. completely involuntarily gives out yeah. on them. And they just cannot move. I yeah, can only man. imagine. I felt like shit on a bike. I can only imagine, like, how you would do when you're just trying to just walk. It was mm. brutal, dude. It was, I just had to, like, stop. And I was like, I just got to stand here for a second, dude. Like, mm. I cannot move. It was it was bad. I didn't know if I was going to make it back to me. <laughs> I, I, I believe it. I believe it. Were you not taking anything? No. Like, so, so I typically um, – I intermittent fast, mm -hmm. mostly just because like I'm just not hungry in the morning. I hear you. So I don't yeah. usually eat until noon, mm -hmm. and we went on. So I I fasted that entire ride. Yeah. So yeah. like I was just like depleted. Dude, everything. I was pretty smoked by the end of it. I'm like <laughs> yeah. I probably should have ate like a banana or something before yeah. this ride, but it's like yeah, yeah. At least I did it. But it, yeah, I mean honestly, it just goes to show you that it's possible. Yeah, it can be done. <laughs> it, it felt like I felt like I was going through hell, but yeah. it can definitely be done, but it just it just kind of speaks to like how important, you know, those mm -hmm. micronutrients are and you Absolutely. know just getting quick glucose when you need it. Exactly. And, you know, whenever you're you're really pushing your body to those limits, mm -hmm. dude. Like those mm -hmm. things are important. You mentioned um you know, getting uh getting your electrolytes in, right? Like yeah. I think most people don't get enough sodium as it is. It's kind of been, mm -hmm. you know, 
labeled as a bad guy. Right, yeah, but yeah. But, dude, sodium, magnesium, potassium, like, we need you those need things, dude. Yeah, for your muscles to function, you need that stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, I take these uh, these little these little uh, electrolyte packs called, uh, I think it's called Drink Element. Oh, um, yeah, I yeah, that stuff. And yeah. it's just a sodium, magnesium, potassium, and... You like it? Yeah, I drink I, every day. I pretty much I'll do that with um, like an emergency drink mm-hmm. or a package, and then like I'll throw like some creatine glutamine in there. Mm-hmm. I usually have that every day. Nice man, it's yeah. a solid plan. You know, I just yeah, after many years of just being an athlete, I just I try to make sure I do everything to take care of my body. Yeah, just give myself what 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 I need. You mind moving this? I know it's probably like a little yeah, just so we can catch your sound a little bit better. Appreciate you. But um, yeah, dude. I mean, just just getting those micronutrients are super important. Yeah. Have, have you ever had a race to where like you didn't? Did you learn that the hard way? I guess it's probably a better way. I did. Way to <laughs> I did learn that the hard way. Um, yeah, that was um, St. Louis Marathon. I think twenty twenty seventeen. It was in it was in April, I think, and it was uh it was exceptionally hot that day, and I remember like my quads just like locking up mm. at mile I think like sixteen. So I had ten more miles to go, and yeah, I was out of I was out of it. I was I was toast after that oh, because I, I didn't have anything. Well, everything I needed I was that I was taking just wasn't working anymore. <laughs> like I, it was too late. Too, I felt like yeah, it was too late. Too, it was too, too late, late at that point. Yeah, so um, maybe it wasn't because I have been in situations where I, my nutrition was crap, but like mind over matter, mm-hmm. just being like, okay, I'm cramping. If I just don't focus on it, it'll go away. And sometimes it does. So that's like the, the kind of like the game you play with yourself too. I bet you really learn how to listen to your body. Yeah. You know, like what is like to your point, like maybe you're kind of starting to cramp a little bit like in your side. It's like, oh, that's something that'll probably go away. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like a legitimate thing and it's like, no, I cannot push through this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there, there becomes times when, uh, you just can't, um, my first 100-miler attempt in 2019 is at this race called Tunnel Hill. It's like running on the Katy Trail. Okay. So it's just it's pretty flat for the most part. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I got to 67 miles, and I just couldn't bend my leg anymore. And, and, and it wasn't because of my nutrition or anything. It was I was just cashed. Yeah. And I was like, I could walk the rest of this race, but that just sounds so, that'd so be, ridiculous. That would be so miserable. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not ending my – my first hundred miler like this, yeah. you know, just totally just walking. I, that's not how, that's not my style. I'm not going out like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Just learn to call it and learn to call it. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to call it. Um, but that's only happened one time so far. <laughs> I'm sure there'll, there'll be other times. I mean, if you keep pushing yourself, I'm sure it'll definitely happen. Yeah. Do you ever think you're going to do, um, I don't know, like, like, like one of these like 240 mile races or anything? Oh yeah. Like there's a, there's a 250 miler, I think, uh, sometime next year. Um, this this is kind of like the new thing with ultra running is like the 200 milers and above. Yeah, dude, the, the, <laughs> these guys are so gnarly. Like, yeah. I don't know, you know, more power to you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Honestly, it doesn't really interest me right now. Uh, maybe down the line it will. Um, a good friend of mine just did a a, a backyard ultra, what they call it. So you you run. I think you run like every hour. So you have to complete a loop every hour. Oh, okay. And he just did 200 miles. Whoa. And I think, yeah. And that was Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Which is just 
incredible that's that insane, you can do dude. that yeah you know? it's phenomenal it's inspiring um but i'm i'm not there yet i'm still trying to um get comfortable in the in the hundred miler myself yeah and uh, my goal next year is to go back and revisit that distance and just try my best and see what happens dude and all this just started because you felt like you weren't connected enough with nature you're mm-hmm. feeling like shit and yeah. you're like, I just got to get outside and start running. Yeah. And then here we are now. You're, and here we are. You're running six-hour races and 100-milers, <laughs> and, and you're full-on ultra runner, dude. Yeah. It's just, uh, it just kind of happened, you know? Like, the uh, the shorter stuff never really interested me. Like, doing, like, the 5Ks, 10Ks, yeah. half marathons. I was like, man, you know what? Like, those are cool, but I never felt like I wasn't attracted to those distances. Maybe it was, like, the aesthetic of it. Hmm. Um, until I started to run, um, on the trails and I met, I met the trail runners and I met ultra runners and they're, they're just different people, you know? And I was like, these are my people. Like we're, we're just a little different. (laughs) You know, you gotta be a little bit more intense and crazy to want to do something like that. I think you do. I think you have to have a little bit of that crazy for sure. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of us are, I guess we're just more introverted too. Mm-hmm. A lot of runners in general, um, but it's like our physical outlet of ultra running helps us express our our physicality in a way that um, kind of shows like our spirit. Uh, so some people find their their physical outlet through martial arts, for example. But for me, it was ultra running. Yeah, I think as long as you just have a physical outlet, mm-hmm. you know. Um, is is ultra running is that a sport where you probably see more older people doing it yeah it was generally it's been um a lot of the older people that would that would do it but it's getting younger and younger is it yeah like some of these guys are just going so fast these days it's nuts yeah it can be pretty uh mind blowing to see how fast somebody can run man yeah there's this guy uh this guy uh jim Wamsley. he's he runs this uh this race called Western States 100 in California and he holds the record. I think he, I think he beat the record like three times, but he does it in like a little over 14 hours. Mm. This guy's <laughs> an animal. He's an animal. Dude. And he, I guess, is it always the same course? Um, on that, on that one, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. So that probably helps that him probably continue helps, to yeah. like beat his, his, his own time. Yeah. To plan it out. And yeah. That, yeah, for sure. Well, and also it's, it's not as new. You know, like when it's the first time you're doing it, like you don't necessarily know this part of the trail or right. this part. Yeah. But um, yeah, I imagine that it's being that it's such a a mentally driven sport. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's a physical part of it, but I mean, you're just y- there with your thoughts for hours on end. Mm-hmm. Like you got to have a certain level of mental strength to do that. And I think you tend to get mentally stronger as you get older. Mm-hmm. You start, you know, dealing with life and hardships and yeah. different things, and it just makes Absolutely. you makes you a tougher person. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, tap into that for sure. Um it can get it can get pretty emotional um when you're out when you're out racing. Yeah. Or just being out on a, like a long run, just that grind. Um it, you know, cuz you get so in your head and for me I think about like my family, I think about my friends. Um I think about my mom a lot cuz uh she passed away in 2020 and I and I was like taking care of her during those last days. And uh, her just, like, trying to do things and just, like, struggling um, made, me, made me just, like, not take 
movement for granted yeah. like like how how lucky we are to 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 just like for example just to walk out the door for real that can be a struggle for people yeah you know so yeah i think about that when I'm, when i'm in these races and like how how lucky i am to be to be doing this that's I'm true just grateful yeah that's right dude i mean I think, um, especially when you're young, I mean, you take everything for granted. You feel like you're going to live forever. Right. Right. But dude, this, this, this body that we have is fleeting. Mm -hmm. Like our physical ability, you can be the most in shape, badass dude when you're young. And I've seen a lot of those guys, like when they're older, look like a completely different human. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For one reason or another, like maybe they just didn't keep up with it or a lot. There's things just outside of your control, dude. Like, yeah being youthful and, and having a, a body that works mm-hmm. is not a guarantee. And yeah. even people who are young, you know, there's a lot of people who would give anything just to be able to go like train and work out. Yeah. I try to tell that to my kids cause, uh, <laughs> they don't like, they don't like to work out if they don't have to, like, uh-huh. especially my daughter, like they do sports and stuff, but it's like, I'm like, listen, we need to go do something mm-hmm. cause kids just want to be on, on their iPads all day watching the fucking YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like you don't understand how many people would give anything just to have the physical ability just to like get up and go for a walk. Yeah, for sure. Or, you know, lift weights or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I was watching this movie um, with Mark Wahlberg called Father Stew. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, long story short, like, I mean, it's about this real guy. Mm-hmm. And um, at one point, uh, you know, he uh, he was like a he was like a, a failed boxer. And then he kind of get on, got into acting, had a terrible accident, and then he decided to become a father or a priest. And then he was like, at least in the movie, he was like playing basketball, and then he like fell down and he couldn't get up anymore. And it turned mm-hmm. out like he had some sort of, I can't remember what it was, but something affecting his muscles basically made him, made him paralyzed. Gotcha. I mean, he died at 50. That's horrible. But it's like one of those things where it's like, at the end of the movie, they're showing all these pictures of him, young and vibrant and like in great shape. And then mm-hmm. at the end of his life, it's like, his body just gave out on him. Who knows if there was things that he was doing in life that kind of maybe led to that, but maybe there wasn't. You know, mm-hmm. you see that happen all the time where it's like, how the fuck did this person get cancer? Or how did right. how did they develop this thing? Or who knows? It's just this meat suit, man. Yeah. It's weak as shit. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a fragile thing. Yeah, it's you like, know? gotta take care of it. Yeah. Gotta take care of it. But yeah, I mean, like you said, just to add to what you were saying, is like, yeah, you see these people just, it's a weird example, but let's take like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger for example. Yeah, you know, and you see a picture. I mean, obviously, just pictures never seen it in person, and you're like, oh, peak physical fitness, and now he's like kind of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he just looks like an old guy. He's an old guy, kind of flabby, a yeah, little bit, a little like... flabby, you know, and that's that's just the nature of it, you know. Yeah, like I don't I don't want to be a pretty corpse. I want to keep going. Yeah, you know, so yeah, man. It's just wild. You got to take care of your body, but also understand that it it, it will fall apart. And yeah. I've learned that as I've gotten older. Um, you know, obviously there's things I just can't do as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's, dude, it's so weird. Once you start getting your 30s, dude, recovery is a lot slower. Yeah. Like I just had, um, I just had surgery on my knee. I'd, That's I'd, right. I'd torn yeah. meniscus, mm-hmm. and um, thankfully it wasn't fully torn. Mm-hmm. So like bounce back is um, not terrible, but it's like, man, I'm not in my twenties. Yeah, it's it's not the same, dude. Right, it's not. It's not. And and in a way, it's it's kind of good because it makes you learn how to use your body in a new way. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, 
uh, I, I've been dealing with a uh, an ankle issue since last last September, and uh, it wasn't until I got help from my uh, my cousin, who's a he's a student to be a physical therapist, and he gave me these ex- exercises to do, and I I mean I swear by it, man. Yeah, like it helped me tremendously, but he was very open to me about it and said, "Listen, it's not gonna be." hundred percent ever again. And I'm like, thank you for telling me that though, honestly, because I know that now before I would have been like, Oh, you know, it'll go away. But the fact is it's just not going to, it's just mm-hmm. something I'm going to have to deal with. Yeah. You just have to just <laughs> learn to adjust. Just to adjust like the way I run and, uh, yeah, just having to, um, to, to live with it and be like, all right, well, some days it's going to be better than others. And I have to do the exercises probably forever (laughs) yeah you know if i want to continue running it's just the maintenance for the body it's maintenance yeah and the maintenance just gets more and more yeah that's true that's true especially because when you're doing something as repetitive as running Mm -hmm. i mean you you i mean it's gonna lend to like you know like a repetitive stress injury yeah um you're gonna you're gonna end up uh you're gonna I always think of like in grappling, for example, we, we everything's so in front of us, so you get you get super tight in certain areas, mm-hmm. and like you have to balance that out, right? And yeah. like doing ciliary lifts and different things to kind of like balance out the thing that you're doing all the time. So if I'm always here in front of me and like I'm hunched over, it's like, all right, man, I need to start maybe doing some things to work my back and, mm-hmm. and help straighten that out, as an example. Exactly. So it's just, you know, just those little things that help balance out that that thing that you're always doing. Yeah, 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 especially with the. With running, you know, a lot of us just just run, but I've incorporated more weight training, um, and even like jumping on the spin bike. Okay. And I, I think it's really helped me because this last race I did, this is the best I've ever felt after a run. Really? Yeah. Like I felt good, except for like my feet and my ankles are still, they're not there yet. Yeah. It's funny because like all the pain started from like my shoulders down, and then each day I woke up, it got better. Mm. But like the, my feet are the what's like. It's like what's left. Yeah. Well, that's the root. <laughs> well, they also, yeah, they took the most pounding, the, the, the grounding forces of all that. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping by tomorrow I'll be good to go. We'll see. Do you ever think you'll switch to anything that's less impact on the body? Like just become maybe like you do biking more or, or you do swimming or just something that's less impact on the body or is running it for you? Um, you know, I'm more intrigued by yoga these days. So just doing a lot of those uh those movements. Yeah. I find just to be pretty helpful. Yeah. In general, especially with my hips. Dude, yoga's great. Yoga's great. And um yeah, I would definitely like to get more into that is and I am getting more into that. Um and I th- with running, especially ultra running, the aspect I love most about it is just being outside mm. and being in nature. So um yeah, hiking. Yeah, You know, just being out there and like being like, okay, just slow down. Yeah. You don't have to run all the time. Just take it, just take in what's going on around you. Yeah. You probably miss a lot more when you're running. You miss a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I actually found that I missed a lot even when I, I'd ride my bike on the Katy trail. Mm. I'm like, man, I never, I never see any of this shit. Yeah. I'm so busy just like focusing forward. Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision, man. Yeah. And my peripheral vision is like totally gone, mm-hmm. but it's nice to just be like oh my god look at the beauty here i never noticed these trees i never noticed this water flowing you know yeah and we have a lot of just really nice uh just scenery and woods Mm -hmm. in missouri like absolutely 
we're actually very fortunate. We have an awesome conservation department in Missouri where, mm-hmm. man, there's a lot of great hiking and trails in the in the area. 100% agree, man. Um, me and Joe went to uh, Arizona. We went to Tucson. Oh, dope. How was that? It was cool, man. It was cool, but very, very different from St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Like, dramatically different in so many ways, but I ran a lot of the trails there, and the moment I got back to St. Louis... The next day, I I went to the woods. I had to go to the woods mm-hmm. because running in Tucson, although it is beautiful, it's different. There's no there's no coverage. Yeah, it's barren, dude. <laughs> it's there's barren. There's no vegetation right. at all, dude. I mean, it's very pretty out there in the desert, but mm-hmm. it's not the same. It's not the same, and dude, you you just cook. Yeah, you just cook. You can't hide anywhere. It's just you and cacti. Mm-hmm. That's it. So immediately. The next day, I got some sleep. I'm like, yo, I need to go to the trails. I need to be in the woods. And I felt like at that moment, I was like, this is my home. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it here. Yeah. Dude, we need, as humans, we need nature. Like, mm-hmm. there's, I mean, we, uh, Deja and I, my wife, we went and unplugged, I don't know, a few weeks ago. We went out and just stayed at a cabin. Yeah. And it just feels so good to yeah. just, like, not be around all the lights and all the cars and all the people and just just hear woods like mm-hmm. the animals and whatever's out there it's so much more relaxing you just feel rejuvenated after yeah. a few days of just being with nature right yeah it's very grounding and centering um just becoming what you are yeah <laughs> we are a part yeah. of nature i think we like yeah. to look at ourselves as this uh separate, separate thing, thing yeah. yeah but we're just animals we're, absolutely we're a part of it that's the way i see it too man it's just uh like i borrowed this skin suit yeah dude you know from nature and uh and uh my consciousness or or whatever you want to call it my soul is inhabiting this body yeah. right now yeah you know and uh i'm going to i'm going to use the shit out of it <laughs> how did you get to that understanding that you know you felt like you like you have a body right like you're not necessarily are your body you know uh the biggest the biggest thing that happened to me was uh was actually during that 100 miling 100 mile race at Shawnee Hills National Forest because I was pushing myself so hard that I I didn't really I almost hit a point where I just didn't care what happened to me because I had um I was uh in grief from uh my mother's passing a few months before I started that race um I had just gotten out of a uh, relationship and so I was just like in a dark place. Yeah, it's a lot of heavy changes. <laughs> yeah, just like all this crazy shit. And then uh, I remember being like, let me see what I can do. What what can my body do? And then like, as I was telling you earlier with my, like, my cramping, the moment I knew I wasn't my body is when my legs were shutting down. And I was like, no, you're not. Mm. I'm I'm committing to this. And you're just going to have to do what I'm telling you to do. And my body followed suit. And, and uh, it's like, because I think what happens is like your brain tells your body to stop. It's like a defense mechanism. But if you, can, if you can go past that and be like, yo, there's more left here. There's definitely more. We just got to tap in th- into that because yeah. we haven't yet. Or I haven't yet. So once I tapped into that, I was like, all right, this is not me. I'm not shutting down. My body's shutting down, but I'm in charge here. Mm-hmm. So let's just go, and that's what happened. And that, and that moment, I was like, "There's more to me than this. 
this is not me. When I look in the mirror, that's not me. That's my body, but right. that's not me. Right. And that can be shocking to a lot of people <laughs> to hear, but that's just that's just how I see things now. Dude, I think that's a very like powerful realization. You know, in the sense of like first, I mean, you said a few different important things there, but like first. I think Goggin talks about this since we're talking about running. Is mm-hmm. you know he like that moment where you want to quit. I think he says like you're really only like forty percent. I think is what oh he says. yeah, I think he does say that, yeah. But it's like dude, there's like you're hitting a wall. Like you can bust past that wall, mm-hmm. and like once you go through that wall, it's just it's so liberating to it get is. on the other side of that. Yeah, like you have so much more potential in you than people realize. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to tap into your mind and like listen. This is what we're doing. Yeah, and be the fucking boss of the body right yeah it's um it's a very powerful realization mm-hmm. dude i mean you yeah. can do so much you can do so much and sometimes your mind you have to go even past that yeah <laughs> yeah because your, your mind would tell you to quit too your mind's gonna tell you to quit and uh it's like all right so if that's telling me to quit what's what's beyond that mm. you know and to me that's that's the is is consciousness yeah and the the thing that's um going through all of us it's like this flow of energy this constant flow of energy yes and so like tap into that and be like all right so you want me to stop i'm not stopping we're gonna go and we're gonna fight yeah and and that's that's it man that's it gotta keep going and then you get past that wall and you're like holy shit yeah you know i only got 50 more miles to go now (laughs) but we're gonna do this you're gonna do it halfway there dude so you gotta keep keep doing that but there's something funny about um just being in nature and thinking that things are going so shitty and it's, uh, I'll tell you like what happened to me. It was dark. Um, in the Shawnee Hills 100, it was dark. Uh, it was probably four in the morning. My, uh, I wore a headlamp. My batteries died. <laughs> so I'm literally just like in, in the woods by myself in, in the darkness. Dude. And I'm just like, this is it. This is how I die. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to find me in the morning. They're going to find me in the morning. I'm going to be a corpse on the side of the trail eaten by coyotes because they were, they were out there. I could hear them. Um, but, yeah, um, I just remember being like, everything will be fine once the sun comes up. And I, t- I shit you not, man, the moment that sun came up, I felt rejuvenated again. Mm. I felt like I, I felt like I slept, which is weird. And... I felt like a new person. And then I was about 80 miles into the race at that point. So I had 20 more miles to go. But I felt I felt great, man. Because mm. I, ju- I think just like having that, that second wind of the next day yeah. makes a, a huge difference. Yeah, it's like the new day brought new energy yeah, for you. Yeah, new energy, just like feeling the, the rays of the sun just enveloping me. I felt, I felt alive again. Yeah. Dude. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're like out there like, holy shit, it's dark right now. Yeah. I hear coyotes and, and who knows whatever else is out there. Yeah. You can't see anything. You can't see shit. You know, fuck, dude, you're probably a little tired at that time, super, right? Super fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. We want to talk about a moment of truth. Moment of truth. Absolutely, man. But, you know, it just goes to show you like you can do it. You yeah. Know? You can do it. So like a lot of people will be like, I don't want to do that. I can't run. I'm not it. I can't even run a mile. I was like, well, first off, do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> like, no one's no one's telling you to. Yeah. It's up to you. But but you can. Yeah. If you, if you really want to. You yeah. really can. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't say you can't. 
Right. I heard something, maybe it was yesterday or something. Like, just say, like, um, I haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. You're like, because you fucking can. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I don't know, man. It's, I'm just such a big believer on just the human potential. I mean, it's basically the whole basis of, like, my brand imposed will. Yes. Right, which is just, like, mindset and, mm-hmm. and like, you know, and, and pushing past and, like, you know, being disciplined and just doing the things that you set your mind out to do. You know, like, mm-hmm. we, we're all powerful beings, dude. Yeah, absolutely. All of us. Yeah. I learned a lot of that one through wrestling. Like I learned that idea of you can hit a wall and then push past it. There's a lot more there than you realize through mm-hmm. wrestling. But then the that whole concept of like I'm more than my body yeah. that came through psychedelics. Oh wow! And yeah. I was just like, dude, I had a very powerful like DMT trip, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the first time I did it, and um, it was just it, it just overcame. I don't know if you, have you ever done psychedelics? No, I never have, no. So it's like it was a very it's it's hard to really put into words but like just it, it came on very fast faster than i was anticipating like i had one expectation based off like other psychedelic experiences mm-hmm. and then i did this thing at dmt which is i don't know man it's like lsd wrapped in mushrooms times 10 like it's fun mm-hmm. like it's it's wild and i i think as joe rogan says like add <laughs> aliens in there or something it's, it's wild <laughs> shit gotcha so like i did this thing and it came on very quick and it was very discombobulating mm-hmm and it, throughout this experience, like, I'm still very much me, but I was not in my body anymore. Like, yeah. I went to a place that is not of this place, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. So, totally. like, it was very scary, and I didn't know which way was up, and it was just very discombobulating, like I said. But when it was finally over, like, one, I felt like I was going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. I, and the only time I can ever, like, truly wrap my mind around what forever means mm-hmm. is when I'm on psychedelics. It's like... There's, there's this, no time. There is no time. Yeah. Time doesn't exist. And then the concept of forever is palatable. Like, like this is just forever. Like, I understand it. Mm-hmm. And um, so either way, like, I finally came to, it's like, I'm, I, I ended up, I was just sitting on my couch, like, curled up, like, in the yeah. corner like this. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck was that? And, like, I had to chew oh, on wow. that for a little bit, dude. And I think I realized, one, like, what made me so scared was, like, Obviously, just the experience of just, like, not knowing where I'm at and all the shit. But it's, like, it was the very first time where I was still me, but I was not my body. Like, Mm -hmm. my body was not there. So what I look at in the mirror, what I always associated with as this is Adam, Mm -hmm. that was not it. Like, I was still me, but my body was not there anymore. And I came to this realization that, like, whoa, like, I have a body. I am not my body. Whatever I am, whatever my life force is, you call the soul or whatever words we like to put on these things. Yeah. Um, I just realized it's not what I thought it was. Right, exactly. It was it was some wild shit. And I think through subsequent like experience with psychedelics, it's really kind of helped me come to terms with just like my own understanding of like God and different things. Because mm-hmm. like, I grew up in a very religious family. Me too. And like I'm not really into the religions and right. shit. Uh-huh. Um, but. I, and even so much so to where like that word God can be kind of weird because you say God and everybody always goes to like the Christianity version right, of what yeah, God yeah. means, and it's like. No, dude, like, I'm really starting to learn, like, God, I believe God is real. Whatever this higher energy or life form, call it the universe or whatever you want to call right. it, like, that is real, and we are all a part of that thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's powerful shit, dude. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah you saw it through psychedelics, um, and I saw it through just thinking i was gonna die <laughs> yeah like you, <laughs> you <know>? put yourself <laughs> probably very because yeah. you can get to that that same i mean people do it with yoga all the time mm-hmm. 
um, and, and through breath work and different things. So mm-hmm. like you can get yourself into these places, you know, obviously if you push yourself to the point where you're about to die. Yeah. Just like pushing and uh, yeah, just that, that, that exhaustion and, uh, and almost like fear, but, um, also this elation of this isn't me. There's more yeah. to it, you know, like, yeah. like, like you said, whatever you want to call it, um, that's us. That's the real us. Yeah. But in order for us to experience that, we have to be here. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah. this is our, I think being a human is our, our tool to that higher consciousness. Yeah. Because we are able to realize who we are by being human. To be fully, fully human is to, to know what's beyond just this. Have you ever heard like the theory of like, we're all just like God experiencing its, mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Like the universe experience itself, whatever yeah, consciousness yeah. is. It kind of yeah. makes sense mm-hmm. in a way. Cause I can remember like whenever you kind of like cross over to this place, it's like whatever the space that you're in, this, you are part of it. Like it is you and you are it. And mm-hmm. there's this connectedness and this oneness and like this peace, if you will, you yeah. know, like this love. Yeah. Like it's all there. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, we all are very much more alike than we aren't. Yeah, absolutely. Like we're all, you know, people say it all the time. We're all connected, but I, everything's connected. Yeah. Everything. And yeah. everything we do is a vibration from what 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 we're all feeling. Right. It's like how we respond, our reactions to everything. It it all it 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 all makes sense, you know. Even when things don't seem like they do at the time, it it'll play out all right. Um, but I think it's just uh it's important to realize that um we are not just this but to respect what we are at the same time and yeah. not to just like disregard the body cuz sometimes people will get so far deep into like the other side that they totally disregard the body. Right. Yeah. I don't know what that's called but yeah. I don't know, man, but we're all energy at yeah. the end of the day, whatever this is, like we're all connected, which it probably lends to like your passion for music, right? Like, mm-hmm. dude, I love mu- I love listening to music anyway. Like I'm not, yeah, like, yeah. I don't play instruments or anything, but I mean, there's just something very special about music. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about vibrations, right? I mean, that's yeah. literally what music is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. wild shit, dude. How long you been playing, you, you play the guitar? Yeah, I've, I've been playing guitar since I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Yeah. So it's like second nature. You don't even have to think about it. Uh and it kind of pep- depends cuz i'm not like the most technical guitarist okay but i'm i'm big on like melody and like making weird sounds and weird chords that's kind of like what uh what i find uh, my strength is uh so you won't really see me like shredding a whole bunch or anything like that but um yeah i'm i i just been playing guitar since i was 9 and it just seems to be the most uh it just resonates with me the, the most out of any other instrument i've ever played yeah um but i yeah i mean i i'll play drums uh, i'll sing obviously and uh uh play some keyboards and piano but uh for whatever reason it's the it's the guitar and voice that i like to work with the most i feel the most comfortable doing those okay are you self-taught or did you have an instructor as a kid? Yeah, I took I took guitar lessons um uh for like a couple of years, I think. Um but it wasn't consistent <laughs> cuz I was a kid. Yeah. So uh, my mom would take me uh once a week if that. But a lot of it was like self-taught mm. cuz uh, the style that he was teaching me was like um 
was very country based, oh, okay. and I wasn't really, you know, it was the, it was the '90s. So you I wanted the country music. I like some <laughs> of just, it. I'm just yeah, but uh, yeah, it was it was like so. I'm trained in that, <laughs> oddly, but um, yeah, man, I wanted to play. I wanted to play grunge. Yeah, you know, so I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> We said it was the '90s, right? It was the '90s. So yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, that was definitely the grunge era, it was dude. The grunge, like, you yeah. know, how many bands were coming out of Portland? I mean, shoot, man. I mean, Nirvana, Nirvana was out of Portland, uh, right? They're from uh, Seattle. Seattle, Seattle, yeah. rather. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, all those bands were just—they were on the uprising. That was like the scene at the time. That was the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that, all, all of that, like, uh, yeah, Soundgarden and uh, uh, Dinosaur Jr. and yeah, Nirvana was big on that, of course, and. Uh, uh, Bush. I used to listen to Bush yeah, a lot. Bush and, is cool. Uh, yeah. Is Matchbox Twenty grunge? They're not really grunge, are they? I think they're they're considered more like alt rock okay, at that yeah. time. Because yeah, because they had kinda like poppy. Th- yeah, kind of poppy, and yeah. that that was really popular then too. Yeah. Like around like ninety five, ninety six, I think. Yeah. Or yeah, around that time. Um, and I still really like that stuff too. You know, I like all of this. Yeah. Shit, <laughs> like I, I listen to so much just different, <laughs> conflicting <laughs> genres of music. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Yeah, dude. I, when I was a kid, I, like in the '90s, I used to watch. Uh, I used to love watching uh, like MTV and seeing, you know, fucking like Limp Biscuit, like Corn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then turn around and they have like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. Dude. I loved it all, dude. I loved it all. I still listen to some of that stuff. Do I, you? Yeah, I actually revisited um, that first Corn album. I can't even remember. It was before Life Is Peach. I don't know if it's just self-titled. It might be self-titled or it's freak. I think it's self-titled because I think, think Freak is, on a Leash yeah. is the name of a song, not not the name of an album. Yeah, that was like later when they were already popular. Yeah, let's look it up real fast. Yeah, yeah. So we can so we can know. But it's wild that uh, Corn at that time, uh, that that sound, I feel as though they were like the starters of that that style of music. Were they? Yeah, I think so. Just like that weird, like down tuning. Uh, almost kind of rappy, mm-hmm. sorta. Um, I can't. Even, They're definitely game changers. Yeah, game changers for sure. But yes, I, it looks like their first album was in '94. Yeah, it's just self-titled "Corn." Yeah, gotcha. and then "Life Is Peachy" is the next one. <laughs> yeah, and then "Fall." Oh, "Fall of the Leader." That's what I'm thinking. "Fall of the Leader." Yeah, dude, that album right there, bro. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! It went five times plat. So it says R. I don't know what these mean. R I A A five times platinum. A, maybe these are just different. If these are all legitimate, this thing, this that album alone, five eight, fucking eleven times platinum. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> what? It's amazing. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, that is insane, it's dude. Insanely successful, man. dude. That was a crazy. Yeah, I think that that shows like that's when they got. Well, all their albums are platinum. Wow. Corn was t- at least. Three times platinum, another three times here on Life is Peachy. Dude, <laughs> they're just a hell of a band. Yeah. Just, dude, have you ever seen them live? I've never seen them live. Do you go to a lot yeah. of live music? I mean, you I perform. Yeah, I used to. Um, I'm kind of weird in crowds. Are you? <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I generally don't go to a lot of shows, but um, it's not that I don't enjoy it, um, but I'm perfectly okay just listening to music. I prefer studio music over live music, personally. Yeah. I um, I've only gone to... Less than a handful of actual live events. Mm-hmm. And every time, I'm never really, like, super impressed, to mm. be honest with you. It's like, I mean, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But I actually just enjoy, like, I just like listening to it in my headphones. I enjoy that. Yeah. I enjoy that more. That's cool. 
Yeah, I'm glad you're honest about that. Though. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, that's refreshing to hear. That because uh, I'm uh, I enjoy seeing a band live. I like the energy, mm-hmm. and I I also like to see if what they're doing can be performed live. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Um, but um, there have there there's a lot of times when I see a band and it, and it is quite emotional. It's quite moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my first concert that I got to see uh, post pandemic was uh, this band called Bright Eyes. Okay. And they played at the pageant, and uh, this band is like a big part of my life. Like, uh, I I feel as though they're they're um, they're groundbreaking in the in the way that they do things. Like, they're I w- I would consider them uh, some of the most like early emo style music. Okay. And, uh, nowadays, people call what they call emo is not what I would call it. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, how is emo defined today? You think? Oh gosh, I don't even. It's more. I mean, yeah, they're talking about breakups and whatever, but it's it just seems so polished mm. compared to like the the bands that I listen to that we used to call emo music, which would be like like this band called like the Get Up Kids from okay. Kansas City, uh, Bright Eyes, um, Death Cab for Cutie. Like that kind of stuff. You think the earlier emo is just kind of just more raw? And it's definitely raw, more raw, more like emotionally driven. Okay. Yeah, not polished. Um, really from the heart. Yeah. Now I now I imagine because emo has kind of been established, mm-hmm. you're probably getting kids who are just trying to replicate a sound. Yeah. As opposed to like ex- creating it, creating or expressing mm-hmm. themselves. Right. And this is the sound. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're just uh, you know. I, so yeah. let me make an emo record. How's it supposed to sound? And then they just mm-hmm. mimic what they've seen before. Right. Yeah. Okay. And they can do that now because it's it's all been done. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, before these people were, t- who knows where they were taking their ideas from. But yeah, nowadays, like I'll hear a new band and I'm thinking like, they're just doing what other people are doing. Mm. Like they, they're putting their spin on it a little bit, but it's not like, it doesn't feel as authentic. Yeah. So when I when I play music and I write music, I I'm never trying to sound like something. I'm just playing like, I'm just playing what I feel, or like if I pick up a guitar and I start strumming a song, I just hear it, and then I feel like I'm the conduit for what's happening, and like so I'll hear it and then I'll play it and then and then it just becomes something. Mm. Even when I write lyrics, it's the same way. It could be totally blank, and then I'll just write. I'll write a line, and then all these other things will come. I'll play the melody on the guitar, and then I swear it just like starts to it starts to open up itself. I'm just like I'm just the one that's doing it. Yeah, it's just like, dude, that's the beauty of like creating. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Like, where does an idea come from? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? oftentimes you can almost guarantee if you've had an idea, maybe somebody else will or has, or, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Right. You know what I mean? Because I mean, there's your own self-expression that comes out when you do these things, but it's like, dude, where does that come from? Like, right. Where does that book come from? Where does that song come from? Yeah. Like, where did that lyric come from? You yeah. just, you don't know. It's just like in the it's ether just, somewhere. Yeah. Dude. It's, just, it's just floating and you just have to snatch it. Yeah. Dude. It's, it's, there's no feeling like when you create something, dude. Oh man. Oh dude. It's, it's wonderful. It yeah. really is. Like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I mean, 
I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of rap, so like, you know, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd write lyrics and stuff, or just now with business, I do a lot of creating just through clothes and stuff, and yeah. it's like, man, it's just so cool to have an idea, and sometimes, to your point, you don't know where that idea comes from, but then it's like, there's a physical manifestation somehow in the in this world, yeah. you know what I mean? Whether it's a t-shirt or a song or, like I said, a book or something, yeah. it's just, it's a very powerful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. Um <laughs> dude it's wild it's wild man yeah. i um so you you you're you're performing right you have a band you're you're telling me about that before like yeah. you're practicing with your band like I just joined a band okay yeah <laughs> have you always been in a band of some sort or has it always been kind of like more of a solo endeavor or yeah what? i've i uh i started playing bands when i was in the uh, seventh grade okay <laughs> so i just always been like Either singing or playing guitar. I'm sure you drove your mom crazy. Yeah, I well, I used to drive my dad crazy uh, when he was around. Um, but uh, my mom was very supportive of like anything I wanted to do, like whether it be skateboarding, music, martial arts. She was always like, "Yeah, whatever you want to do." She like she was down. Oh, so cool. she like bought me. Uh, my first guitar. She bought me a drum set. That's like what my dad didn't want and all that stuff. So. I would not want that. <laughs> I understand. As, as yeah. a dad. <laughs> yeah. I get it now. Like, But, man, yeah. So I felt very supported by uh, by my mom. Oh, cool. Yeah. So so started in bands when you were younger. Yeah, started in band when I was um, super young. And then, uh, yeah, I did my own thing for a, for a good minute. And uh, once uh, in high school, played in bands. Out of high school, played in bands. Um, played uh, a lot of solo stuff too, and then once I got into running, the band stuff kind of kind of went away mm. for for uh, a few years. Because you're just busy doing your own thing. Yeah, and I I just got I got burnt out. Mm. Yeah, I got burnt out of like, it sounds so silly to say this now as I think about it. Just being creative, I got burnt out on being creative. I think that happens a lot. Yeah, I didn't want to write. I didn't I didn't want to play guitar. Mm. I didn't do anything. So I just focused on running. <laughs> That's okay too. <laughs> yeah, at that time, I think it was what I needed. Yeah. Yeah, cuz like now I can appreciate music again. And if, I think if I didn't take that that hiatus, I would have I don't know what who's to say what would have happened. Yeah. But I think it was needed. There's a lot to say, you know, to sticking to things, mm-hmm. but there's also a very valuable thing in knowing that like, man, like this just isn't serving me anymore. Yeah. And it's okay to to let things go and move on to something else yeah absolutely and to your like to where you're at like you came back to it right so yeah. like you're in a new band now you like yeah you guys got shows and stuff um, coming up or anything not quite yet no yeah. we, just, we are in the uh you guys are all new just kind of yeah so these guys are already established they're they're uh they're called giants in the sky and um their singer left i don't know the situation so uh anyway they asked me to come in and and sing. So your lead vocals? Some lead vocals and playing guitar. Oh, dope. Yeah, I'm stoked. What's your, what, <laughs> I've, so I've never listened to you actually perform it. Like, what's your style of vocal? Like, is it like more like a singing? Yeah. I, I don't know how to say it because I feel like there's some people who are like, you know, like screamo, like they're mm-hmm. fucking out there just, just screaming their heads screaming off. Their <laughs> and it, which there's a lot of technique which to that cool. as well, yeah. right? But, I like that stuff too. But it, 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 does yours have more melody to yeah, it? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more melody driven. Okay. Yeah, what's, uh, you know, with, uh, I would say I'm melody driven, but definitely not afraid to to yell or scream when I when I feel like it's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but I'm not like gonna do all. Yeah. All one thing. <laughs> I like to do it all. Yeah. Can I expect a mosh pit at your show? I sure hope so. <laughs> I like a good pit, man. Things aren't going right if there's not a pit. Dude, those things kind of scare me, bro. Yeah, they Dude, can be intimidating. Bro, some of those dudes just get in there and they're just... Sw- you can tell yeah. they're just looking to hit somebody. Yeah, it's like the hardcore wh- stuff. Like, why like are you swinging so hard? I know, man. Yeah, I understand. When I was when I was going to shows when, uh, when I was younger, I, I was intimidated. I was like, oh, shit, man. I... Someone's gonna beat me up. <laughs> I want to get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, I can. I could get it's maybe nuts. like getting like jumping around and like shoving and shit. Mm-hmm. But you see, I've seen some of those pits where like there's not even a lot of people in there. But you see like this one dude just fucking straight yeah, arms, just, just <laughs> like yeah, windmilling it and all that Bro, craziness. Yeah, that scares me. Yeah, I'm not down with that. <laughs> I don't understand like why that's a thing, but it is. <laughs> it's part of, part of that culture. It's just the culture, man. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. been have you been in there and been hit though? Yeah, I was uh the first time I got hit was at uh it was actually a Deftone show. Oh really? Yeah, this dude just like kicked me on the back of the head. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. What did you do? I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, like, no, you just know you got hit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just like cuz I was in the pit and uh yeah, I just got I just I'll never forget cuz it hurt like hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's a concussion. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh shit." I was Dude. like, "I guess this is what concerts are like." So I used to like have to like pump myself up to like go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like you're going into battle a little yeah, bit, bro. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God. But so are, are yeah. the mosh pits at your shows a little bit more tame? Uh, you you would hope? I would hope so. I, yeah, I don't think we're even going to play anything remotely hard enough for people to really get that wild. Okay. But right now it's kind of hard to say, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we're in our late 30s now. So. <laughs> no one's trying to go crazy, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Uh, Dude, yeah. you look like you're like 26 at most, bro. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank so, you. like, that's yeah, definitely you, you look young too. Thanks. So I, yeah, I try to keep that energy at all times. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Dude, when I'm 40, like, just keep thinking keep I'm in it. my 20s. Like, yeah. please do. <laughs> Joe's like that too, though. He's super, mm-hmm. super youthful. Yeah, he's yeah. only uh, he's only a year older than me. He's, yeah. Well, he'll he'll be 38 in uh, November. Yeah. But yeah, we're right around the same age. The fucking yoga guru. He's probably <laughs> the one getting you into more yoga now, right? Um, or it's actually my you? friend Courtney. Oh, really? Yeah, she actually did a, a Reiki session on me last week. How was I, that? You know, I was, I was really apprehensive because I've never done like energy work like that I'm before. I'm super skeptical of Reiki. Right, me too. <laughs> but I, I swear, man, it was like, I don't know if it's just like because I know her mm-hmm. and I trusted her, but um, I, I felt, I actually felt like a difference. You I felt, felt better. so chill. I felt so chill after that. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, like, because she was, like, pulling all this craziness out of me. Um, but, yeah, I felt I felt like I got a massage, if not better than that. Okay. It was nuts. I can see the benefit in the sense of, like like I said earlier, you know, I, I really believe we're all just energy. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, energy can be transferred and you can, you can do some manipulation there. But what gets me is that word healing like when they're like we're oh the healing yeah aspect, they're like yeah. like you're he- like what are we healing sometimes right and then is it is it just placebo which mm-hmm. i don't actually just i don't discredit placebo yeah, me either because what you're saying when you say there was a placebo is that your mind just healed it, the body like yeah. you just healed yourself mm-hmm. whether it's you took a sugar pill or whatever the case may be like right. <laughs> you just healed yourself that's super powerful we like to just mm-hmm. brush that off as calling it the placebo but it's yeah. like hold up there's something really powerful here we actually can't explain it, so we just call it this thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there is power in that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big um, – we talked about that actually. And uh, so like me being a massage therapist, like I'm, I'm, I'm never – some people call themselves a healer, but 
the way I see it is I'm, I'm just helping the body figure out what's going on mm. and helping the, helping make that connection for your body to help heal itself. Mm. But yeah, the word healing is, 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 a uh, it's a bit triggering for me because like clients will be like, fix me. And I'm like, let me go get my magic wand. What do you want me to do? You know, like I'm just trying to like work out these knots. Like that's, that's really the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to have all the You're answers. You're supposed to have EJ. all the answers and know everything that's wrong. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> let me just start massaging your, oh yeah, this is, this is really messed up here. You should really be, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you should be eating more carrots. Yeah. Eat more know. carrots. And, but and people do that and that's what's so sick. You know, people mm-hmm. will tell people that kind of shit and it's just yeah. not true. Yeah, you know, I found I used to be a personal trainer when I was younger, and I found that there are a, a good amount of people who just want to be told what to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, I agree with that. And you kind of even see it in today's climate, where mm-hmm. it's like, it's kind of one of the scary things. Like I told you, I was reading like you know the fourth turning and um, mm-hmm. um, the true believers, what the book was called. And it's just talking about like one of the key things I talked about was how humans as a whole are very quick to trade freedom for security. Mm -hmm. Like you want to not necessarily have the responsibility of like making your own choices, which could lead to failure. So you'll trade in just being secure and having somebody tell you what to do for your freedom, which Mm -hmm. I'm not with that shit. Yeah, me either. It's a a part of human nature. Mm -hmm. And you can see it in the very small way of it's like, hey, tell me exactly what I should be eating and how much I should be eating or what exercise I should be yeah. doing and how much. And, you know, all, the, you know, they just all want the every little things told to them. It's like, it's like religion, you know? Yeah. You know, tell me what to believe. Tell me what to do. Yeah. You know, the same shit. It's like, dude, just you got to figure it out on your own. Figure it out. Man. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one size no fits one size all answer. All. Definitely not. Figure yeah. that shit out, dude. Yeah. I, yeah. That's how I see it, man. Yeah. Like, um, um, and I, that's how I try to live my life. But I didn't reach this point until, you know, later in life being like, all right, this isn't working for me, this particular belief system. But what what are what what value am I getting from this? Mm-hmm. So what is it telling me to do? Well, it's telling me to to go my own way, really. And whatever way that is, is how um, or whatever way that is, is my experience. So my experience is only my experience. And so I'm not going to let someone tell me how to live my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm the only one in charge. I'm responsible for what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. No one else. Yeah. It's a good way to live, dude. Yeah. It's like a good perspective to have. Yeah. Um, you know, especially, and I, I think maybe I think about it maybe a little bit more now because my kids are, um, they're 14 and 12 mm-hmm. and my son's a freshman in high school Wow! and yeah. I can, I can very vividly remember being a freshman in high school Yeah. and, uh, you know, when you're in high school, dude, it's like, they're telling, it's always like, what's next? All right. So what are you going to do next? Like, you're going to go mm-hmm. to college, you're going to go to the military, you're going to. Like, what are you going to do? And then, you know, it's like if you don't go to college, typically you, you kind of feel like you're you're a loser or right. like you don't got your shit together. Right. But yeah. it's like that's not the path right? any stretch of the imagination for everybody um, or for a lot of people mm-hmm. anymore in today's society. Right. Yep. So it's uh, it's just one of those things to where, like, uh, I tell my kids, like, man, just like you don't have to do these things that you're being told what to do just because society is telling you to do it because mm-hmm. a lot of what society is doing is just kind of like putting these constraints on you. Yeah. It's like, dude, just f- figure it out. Like mm-hmm. life is long. 
there's no one right way to do anything. Man, that's that's awesome that you're his dad to tell him that kind of shit, you know? <laughs> the problem is they don't listen. Yeah. When you're a dad or whenever mm-hmm. you're you're hearing it from a parent, it's like... Yeah, it doesn't really register. It will later. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah He'll I be like, oh, yeah, I remember my dad told me that. So I think about that stuff and uh, things my parents used to tell me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, damn, they're right. Right, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's such a weird thing perspective Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because it wasn't that long ago where we were those kids yeah right you know what i'm saying it's just the adults just telling you what to do and it's like they Mm -hmm. don't fucking know right but it's it's like dude i've i've walked a very similar path to to you Mm -hmm. and i understand you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but it's it's just weird you just the only way to get perspective a lot of times is just by living life yeah 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 you gotta live it you gotta be in it yeah experience it yeah, dude. You know, you're gonna fuck up. You're, you're gonna, gonna fuck fall up. <laughs> yeah, shit's gonna go wrong. But you know what? That's part of it. Yeah, it man. really is. Yeah, but that is the beauty of being a human. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. EJ, we've been going for almost an hour and a half, my dude. Oh wow, I know, right? <laughs> Crazy. Time flies, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, is well, there anything you. you want to? Yeah, dude. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, I'm so stoked that you did this. Um, yeah, I'm stoked to be here. This is rad. Is there anything that you want to like direct the people to, or if they wanted to check you out, socials or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I just go by um, at EJ Arroyo underscore on Instagram. Uh, that's my main platform or um, for like my music, my running. That's just what I use. It seems to be the most accessible. Cool. Yeah. Awesome, dude. I appreciate you, EJ. Thank you so much, man. All right, everybody. Till next time. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. As always, if you're getting value, just do me a favor. Tell a friend. Bring us a new friend for the next episode. I will be eternally grateful if you do. That's all I have, though. Just keep being rad humans. We'll be back very soon with another conversation. I'll catch you next time. Love you. Bye. Mwah.